Hello and welcome to another episode of the Strength for Your Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Finnamore, owner of WorkFitMe Mobile Concierge Physical Therapy. The goal of this podcast is to help busy Maine professionals attain the mental, emotional, and physical strength necessary to fulfill their true purpose in life. I have a passion for sharing my true purpose with others. Join me as I discuss holistic health and wellness tips with my friends, colleagues, and even heroes and mentors to help you strengthen your true purpose in life. Let's go. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Strength for Your Purpose podcast. I hope you all had an absolutely fantastic Thanksgiving holiday and holiday weekend, spending tons of time with family, with friends, loved ones, whoever it was that you spent with. And, and, and maybe you didn't get that time off that some people get and you were out working. And uh, for those of you that work in some sort of service industry or you know, restaurant business or retail over, over the, the Black Friday shopping sales, and, uh, and especially those in healthcare who had to work to help those who are dealing with a situation that they would much rather not be dealing with over holiday. Thank you, thank you, thank you all so much for for what you did. First responders out there, members of our military that couldn't be home with their families, thank you all so much. That uh, the, Those thank yous will never be enough, but it's the least that we can do in those situations. So hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I know I did. And hope you all have started the next phase of your holiday season off on the right foot. Wanted to thank you all again for listening. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much. I really appreciate you you being here. Please feel free to go back and check out some of the other episodes, such as last week, where I actually stepped out of the host seat, uh, and my good friend, Dr. Andrea Smith of Synaptic Chiropractic, jumped in there uh, when I had her on about a month or so before that. At the end of the episode, she had mentioned, like, hey, you should be interviewed on this podcast, and uh I thought that was a really interesting idea and was was really flattered and, and humbled that she wanted to do that. So had her back on the podcast and she interviewed me and I was in the hot seat. <laughs> so I, I got to feel a little bit about uh, uh, a little bit of what my guests feel when, when they're getting asked some of those same types of, of questions. So that was a really, really good, really good time and enlightening, uh, helped, helped me to kind of think about some things that are important for me to think about for my own mental, emotional, and physical strength to fulfill my true purpose in life. So thank you so much, Dr. Andrea. It was, it was a great time and I really appreciate it. Um, so today on the podcast, wanted to talk a little bit about something that might become a little more frequent this time of year for a few reasons. Uh, and, and that is back pain and titled this episode, the core of back pain, because I want to talk a little bit about one of the things I hear most often when people have back pain, they say, my core is weak. I need to work on my core. And so wanted to discuss that a little bit because that is not always the case. And there's some intricacies to that. And there's some reasons why, but the, the reason why this topic becomes a little more pronounced or more common this time of year is for, I think for a few reasons. I was just talking to a, a dentist, uh, Dr. Nick Roy, over at Soccer River Dentistry in Buxton recently about this, w- was asking me if I see trends this time of year with certain areas of pain or pain in general. 
And I think there's a few reasons for it. Number one, because the day days are getting shorter, less daylight, we tend to be a little less physically active. Even if you're someone that works out a little bit more, we're not going on those walks in the evening with the family like we might have before. Some people are. Some 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 are out there, uh, the, the, those diehards <laughs> that aren't the fair weather walkers or, or the, the, the people who who the, the weather doesn't deter them from from those things. But I think in general, we're, we're doing a little less physical activity outside of our normal day to day. So that plays a, a factor. We also are doing more work, maybe, maybe yard work, like leaf cleanup through the fall and heading into winter here, we're going to be moving snow. And those are activities we only do for periods of time during the year, very short periods of time during the year. And the demand on those areas of certain areas of our body, especially the back, change pretty drastically in a very short period of time. And those things are usually sustained. We usually don't have a ramp up to raking the whole lawn, right? We just go out there one day and we rake the whole lawn. We don't really have a ramp up usually for the first snowstorm. You know, Mother Nature dumps anywhere from one to 20 something inches on our driveways and walkways and decks and stairs and all this good stuff. And we have to go out and move it. So those factors right there, I think are some of the big factors. And then of course we have things like uh, areas are getting slippery and icier. It gets colder out. So people tend to kind of be stiff and guarded anyways. And then maybe they have a slip trip or fall and that can set some things off. So there are a lot of factors that are completely out of our, of our control that make that, that, a little more that, that back pain a little more common this time of year. So back to the other point that I brought up and how our core relates to back pain. A lot of people say when they have back pain, well, I know my core is weak. I know I have a weak core, so I really need to work on that. And it's usually not the core being weak. In a lot of cases, it's usually the core muscles not working exactly the way we'd want them to, to give the back proper support. Beyond the core, our hips need to be nice and strong. And yes, the, the glutes are our, our, our buttock muscles, our gluteus maximus, as we call it in the, in the biz, so to speak, does need some work. But it's usually smaller stabilizing muscles through the side and back of the hip that are even deeper than the glutes that need some work. Because all of those have connections with different areas around our hips and pelvis that have implications on how the spine moves and how much stress is placed on the, the spine. Further than that, we need to take a look up through the mid-back toward the neck to address any mobility and stability issues that could be going on up there that can affect things in our lower back and put more stress throughout an activity or even just over time on our lower back. And even all the way down to our knee and hip alignment and down to the feet. And if areas in our feet need to be addressed from a stability, strength, or mobility perspective. Everything's connected. You know, the, uh, the hip bones connect to the leg bone, the leg bones connected to the knee bone, right? It's a very simplified version of what we're talking about here, but it's, but it's, but it's very, very accurate. So we need to look and address all of those, look at and address all of those things potentially. And the core itself though, is really only super, super important when we're talking about back pain, depending on what is the root cause of the back pain. So there are a lot of different structures in the spine 
that can cause pain. It could be our discs. It could be the joints. It could be the bone potentially. Uh, it could be, it could be muscle. So there are a lot of different structures in that area that could put stress on nerves and cause pain. So just cause you have pain, pain down the leg. Some people say I have sciatica. Well, people can have sciatica from a lot of different causes. Many of those things that I just mentioned. So sciatica is a symptom. It's not a diagnosis. Okay. There are a lot of different reasons why that sciatica could be happening. And depending on the true root cause of that nerve pain going down your leg, there are certain things you do or or could do that might actually make that pain worse, might make that pain better or won't change it at all. That's why it drives me crazy when I see someone share on Facebook the, the 10 ways to improve your sciatica (laughs) pain. And I know people don't know the things about this, that my education and my experience taught me. So it shouldn't drive me crazy, but (laughs) I always try to reach out to those people and say, Hey, just want to let you know, this could be happening. This could be happening. This could be happening. So be careful with this because in those articles, like I said, there could be a few things that help a few things that hurt and a few things that are just wasting your time that aren't really going to help you. And you have to identify that true root cause of the problem in order to determine which ones are helpful, which ones are hurtful, which ones are just a giant waste of your time. So it really comes down to when, it, when, when we were talking about treatment for back pain, one, getting intervention sooner usually works well. Uh, there, there is some medical research out there that would maybe tell you otherwise that in the long term, an acute flare-up of back pain doesn't need a whole lot of intervention early on. I would maybe be on the other side of that and say, Hey, if we can get your back moving a little bit better, give it a little more support at a minimum, we can decrease the amount of time you're in this more significant amount of pain. And even more so than that, kind of at a, on the high end of that, give you things to continue to work on and progress so that this doesn't have to keep coming back because back pain does not have to be inevitable. There are statistics that tell us if you've had back pain once, you're about somewhere between 60 and 80% likely to have it again. But if we address the reason why it happened, it doesn't have to be inevitable that it'll happen again. That statistic is there, but we don't have to be okay with it. <laughs> and I think sometimes in medicine, maybe we are. We, we are a little more okay with it, and we don't, we don't have to be. So I would say the sooner we get it looked at by a professional who really specializes in that, whether it be a physical therapist, chiropractor, someone you trust. If you feel more comfortable going to a doctor, that's fine too. But someone you trust who is an expert in treating back pain and identifying the true root cause of back pain, that's not just going to throw drugs and potentially unnecessary medical imaging at the situation. Research tells us that that not only gets people better faster, but it also saves them up to around $4,000. So that's really important. The second thing is, we really only need to work the core when it's indicated. So for certain things, if there's a disc pushing on a nerve, we need to take care of that and take the stress off that area. And the core for you may or may not be a huge part of that. Now, if things are more unstable, uh, maybe you are someone who was just carrying a child, maybe gave birth, something like that, the core is going to be super important because we need to stabilize that area in more ways than just the, the the hip strength. So we really need to identify that. But physical activity in general is very, very good for back pain. Very, very good for back pain. And we want to make sure we're doing it. We just want to make sure we're doing the right things the right way. 
that are actually going to be helpful and not potentially be harmful or just be a giant waste of your time. Now, with that said, no physical activity is a giant waste of your time, especially when we're talking about back pain, because there's research out there that tells us just moving in general with back pain is going to be better than not moving, okay? Um, But if we direct that activity a little bit better and make it more specific to you and what you're dealing with, that's only going to be better, okay? And lastly, actually, before I even move on to that, let's define the core real quick. So if there are some things you want to work on because you're one of those people who feel maybe a little unstable and feel like maybe the core, working your core would, would help you, the core is not our six-pack muscles or our obliques, okay? That's what you hear a lot of people talking about those areas of the abdominals being what they need to work on. If we strip that away, we're left with a deeper muscle on the front of the, the, the in, in the lower abdominals in the front of the pelvis called the transverse abdominis. We're left with your pelvic floor. We're left with your diaphragm, believe it or not, and the smaller stabilizing muscles of the spine, not the bigger ones that you can really almost like see and feel superficially. We strip those away. There are much smaller stabilizing muscles that go segment to segment in your, in your spine. So if you do want to work your core and maybe you've been told that that's what you need for your back pain by someone who is an expert in dealing with issues in the spine, doing a bunch of sit-ups and a bunch of uh, Russian twists, they call them that, that rotational movement where you're uh, legs are up, you're, you're kind of sitting back on your on your hips and you're twisting your arms side to side, maybe holding a medicine ball or something like that. Doing a bunch of that stuff might not necessarily hurt, but it might not necessarily get at what you want to be getting at from a stability perspective. So knowing which muscles to work is also, is also very important. And lastly, as I've really already mentioned, back pain does not have to be inevitable. It does not have to be something we just have to be okay with because it happens to so many people so often. A lot of it is very, very, very preventable. A lot of the times the root cause of back pain comes from compensations and discrepancies in areas of mobility, areas of stability, and areas of strength that just sort of develop over time from from movement patterns we have or tendencies we have and how we carry ourselves, hold ourselves, sitting more, standing more, whatever the case might be. And these things show up over time. Our body compensates for them because our bodies are master compensators and we don't even know it and things just sort of come to a head a little bit. And then we wind up uh, with pain showing up just by bending over and picking up a pencil, right? Or, Or tying our shoes. We've all heard those stories, maybe even just coughing. And it's not because our backs are so weak that that caused that little bit of movement or that little bit of stress caused the problem. It's because over time, our, that area of our spine has accumulated more and more and more uneven amounts of stress. And, okay, I'll say pun intended. It was the straw that broke the camel's back, <laughs> you know? Uh, that, that movement or, or that activity wound up being the straw that broke the camel's back. Our spines are strong, stable structures that hold us up all day long. So we need to give them all the help that we can so that they can do their job better without having incidents like that. So it's very preventable. It's very, very treatable. Getting treatment sooner rather than later and not just hoping it goes away and being okay with it nagging on and off and on and off for months is is, is something we want to avoid. And that's going to set you up really well for the future. So that was my back pain <laughs> soapbox. That's getting down to the core of, of back pain. 
And if you all have questions about any of that, or you have specific questions about what you're dealing with for back pain, please look in the show notes below, reach out to me. Um, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can find my, my email down there below. Um, and please reach out. Don't be afraid to, to reach out with any questions you might have. I would love to answer those questions. And while you're reaching out and asking those questions, I uh, would love to hear what you might want to hear more about here on the, on the podcast, or if you yourself have something you'd like to share on the podcast, by all means, reach out and would be happy to chat with you and have you, have you on if, uh, if that's, that's something that's going to bring some value to all of you listeners out there. So if you found value out of this today or have found value out of any of our episodes, please be a friend and tell a friend. Uh, we also cannot thank you enough. I say we, uh, that's me and Travis Carpack of Carpack Audio, uh, Travis at CarpackAudio.com. If you want to reach out to him for any of your audio needs, <laughs> um, thanks, Travis. Uh, but love to hear your, your feedback. We'd also really appreciate the five-star rate and reviews on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Always means the world to us so we can get this information out to more people. So stay tuned over the next couple of weeks. We've got some more great interviews and conversations coming your way. Really excited about that. Have a really big podcast coming out in a couple of weeks with a few professionals that I'm collaborating with on a really exciting program. So stay tuned for that. That'll be coming out in the middle of December. So uh, hey, everybody, just, just, just a heads up, not to scare you at all, but today is December. Okay. Just, <laughs> just, if you weren't aware yet, if you're listening to this first thing in the morning, today's December, but it's okay. Time marches on. We got to make the best of it. And I hope you all are having a great day so far and go out there and make it a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you back here soon on the strength for your purpose podcast. Bye.